Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, we've got green on the screen. So stocks in the U.S. rising as investors build on the previous session's historic move to record highs. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting a new record, hitting above 38,000 points for the first time. So it's up 0.4%, around 138 points, closing at 38,002. The S&P 500 also hitting a fresh all-time high, rising 0.2%, to 4,850. The Nasdaq Composite also in the green, slightly by 0.3% to 15,360. For more insights, we're joined by Gregory Branch. He's the founder and managing partner at Veritas Financial Group. Gregory, thanks for joining us on the show today. Ryan, always my pleasure. Hey, great to have you on. And it's worth talking about how markets have been on a bit of a tear after a bit of a jittery start. We are seeing all-time highs. How surprised are you right now? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Um, I can't do the calculus that makes this really make sense to me. Um, I think some of the cracks of the rally are starting to emerge And I think that those are becoming more and more visible and will become a catalyst in and of themselves on January 31st. And so let's look back at how this started, Ryan. This started with extrapolation and speculation. This started with a jobs number that was only 150,000. This started with a core CPI that was only 20 basis points. And we extrapolated those numbers back in October that we'd reached a new paradigm on the unemployment front, on the inflation front, and the rally took off. But when the data changed, the rally didn't abate. Now, something is different with the rally. Something has changed. And that is when it started, I couldn't identify the negative catalyst. I can now. But what I said was that breadth would start to re-narrow when the rally was on its last legs. Remember, when this rally started, it was the green light to risk on and everything that had not participated throughout the year mm-hmm. was suddenly getting a tailwind, was suddenly catching a bid. That's not happening over the last three weeks. We are seeing breadth re-narrow right around those mega tech, cap na- uh, tech names, uh, right around uh, high growth, relative earnings. And so investors are secretly retreating to areas of safety. And that's different than what we saw last month. Yeah, that seems to be in contrast to what a lot of market watchers are saying, that it is the time to look at small caps. They will catch up, especially with how the U.S. economy has been rather resilient. So a bit of catch-up expectations happening. So you have a bit of a divide when it comes to how markets will play out this year. Yeah, we have a divide on opinions. We don't have a divide on facts, right? And so, yes, everything was catching up. Small cap was catching up and participating in December. But that has not happened in January. Mm. And one of the things you need for that to happen is great earnings. And we haven't seen that. Recall one of the key, one of the key pillars to my bear thesis was that consensus for the fourth quarter was way too high. And indeed, we saw that quarter start with 8% earnings growth as the consensus expectation. We're now down to less than 2% as the consensus expectation, and we're delivering far below that. So it's really hard for there to be risk on and in wide breadth when we're not delivering the earnings. And that's what's going to get in the way of this broad participation. That's why we're starting to see investors retreat to those mega cap tech names. 
Yeah, Gary, talking about retreats, right? So we started a year with expectations that perhaps we could see a March rate cut. And then the odds started to come down a bit. Investors starting to dial back on the expectation at least. So who do you think is going to blink first? You've got markets looking for more, the Fed saying, hey, not so much. I really can't answer that question, Ryan. I have tried to answer questions where I thought the answer was obvious and been surprised that the answer was something else. Here's what I can tell you. The Fed has to address this on January 31st. The market continues to expect six to seven rate cuts. The Fed continues to say three and probably back half loaded. Even when you're looking at that March 31st meeting, there's still a reasonable expectation in the market that we're going to see a cut. And you have the most dovish governors in Bostick and Waller coming out and saying, no, that's probably not a reasonable possibility. So the Fed is going to have to clarify two things on January 31st, and I expect this to be a negative catalyst. They're either going to have to vehemently reinforce their view that it's likely only two to three cuts, which is what their dot plots implied, or that the market's right. It's, It's going to be a catalyst either way, but they have to close this expectation gap. The other thing they have to clarify, Ryan, has been glossed over the last month, but it's really the key to everything, which is their notes, their dot plots implied that we'd get to 4.1% unemployment this year. Well, none of the employment data are leading us that way, whether it's historically low claims, whether it's historically low continuing claims, whether it's unemployment stubbornly persistent in the 3.7% range. And we have a, a backdrop where financial conditions are easing. So I think they're going to have to explain how we get to 4.1% unemployment if that's the number they need for 2% sustainable inflation, how we get there without them putting their thumb on the scale again. Yeah, Gary, talking about 4.1%, that's also where we are pretty much when it comes to the 10-year bond yields. And it's up from pretty much the late last year where it was around 3.7%. So a bit of a rise in yields Is that going to pose headwinds for stocks as well because of the risk-reward ratio? It should, and to what degree is unclear. Let's clarify something about these yields, right? Because mid-last year, we didn't know if yields were reacting of their own accord, of their own volition, finding a level based based on macro factors. We can now say pretty convincingly that yields are pretty much tracking or following or trying to predict what the Fed's going to do. And so during the rally, we saw yields pretty much crater. Um, And that did, as you're intimating, Ryan, for some, including myself, to expose to to get greater exposure to equities. So that yields are coming back. Probably, number one, forecasts not as dovish a Fed environment for 2024 as as the rally uh, would intimate. But also, it gives some reprieve to investors who are now finding better yields out there and have and can live through a period with less exposure to equities. All right. And before we let you go, Gregory, final thoughts for investors to chew on as they head towards the rest of the year. What should they be doing for 2024? What's the playbook here? So I think in the short term, I was really shocked that downward revisions did not matter during this rally. Usually when you take a quarter that starts at 8% expectation and is delivering negative 1% or, sorry, negative 10 basis points, that matters historically. That usually poses a very stiff headwind to equities. And it didn't at 17 times, but I suppose it will at 21 to 22 times. So I do expect for, for us to see a correction in February. I do expect for breadth 
to continue to narrow around those names that worked for the for the first three quarters of 2023. And then when we get all of this behind us, finally, I'll look for value in the middle to the to the fourth quarter of the year. All right, lots to look forward to in the coming quarters. Always a pleasure to have you on, Gregory. We've been in conversation with Gregory Branch. He's the founder and managing partner at Veritas Financial Group. Gregory, have a great day ahead, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.